0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: morning, everyone. I finally made it in. Skype dumped on me again, so I had to reload all of that, get us up and running. Dr. Reiser, you still there?
2: I'm here. Can you hear me good?
1: Oh, yes, I can. You're nice and clear. Everybody, thank okay, you for great. your patience. And um, we're going to, oh, I think we'll just do an hour tonight, Dr. Reiser. There's a lot of things wrong here after that storm. And, uh,
2: That's fine. The,
1: that was That was fierce. I'm telling you, the lightning and thunder was just incredible. But uh, the Annette went down several times, came back up, but then when I went to sign in for the show, Skype had been wiped out, several other things had been wiped out, so I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, um, what we're going to be talking about tonight, and many of you are familiar with Dr. Reiser, he's been on the show before, he runs a, a site called No More Fake News and which is quite successful. He's in the midst of making a film, which is more a documentary, I think, than anything. And I want you to talk a little bit about that, Dr. Reiser, and um, sure. help get some information out there. Um, but he's just hard at it all the time. Now, Dr. Reiser is recovering from a long-term illness that settled on him that was very strange in its composition. So I want you to talk a little bit about that, too, what this did to you and what it took for you to survive it. So, Dr. Riser, I'm just going to hand this over to you and let you take it where you want it to go.
2: Well, thank you, Marty. I appreciate you um, allowing me to come on the show again. It's always a pleasure to speak with you and your your guests and your audience. And um, so let me begin by saying that uh, this has been one um, hell of a year for me personally um, this was about this time last year in August, late August, that I um, began to come down with what seemed like a cold, and um, I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've had illness in the past 10 years. Um, I don't usually get any type of illness, and if I do, it's something that um, moves along pretty quick, but for some particular reason, this seemed to drag on and drag on, and um it 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 became more of an upper respiratory type of infection or type of presentation and uh, as it as it continued towards the end of August and into September of last twenty twenty one I began to um, have difficulty breathing and um you know i 'm not one that likes to go to um to doctors or to um hospitals but um as it continued, uh, my oxygen saturation levels began to go down and go down and go down. So I uh, had the paramedics over one night. They checked me and they said that there was no availability because in our particular community, there were plenty of cases of, quote, COVID uh, occupying the hospitals. So to make a long story short, um, uh, I I waited as long as I guess i Possibly could, and I had a lot of you know concerned family members that wanted me to um, do something. So I I went to a hospital in North Carolina because there were no hospitals in South Carolina. And when I got there, um, they gave me oxygen, and they said that they they gave me a, um, a COVID test, and they said that I tested positive for the COVID. And um, the last thing I remember was getting the oxygen. I don't remember anything else. After that, and uh, long story short, I was on a respirator for 18 days, and the people there were about seven or eight people in there with me. They all died, and uh, oh God, when I yeah, it was it was bad. When when I came out of it, I didn't I didn't know where I was. I was not I I had like a fog. I was in a fog, and evidently I developed internal bleeding. And they couldn't stop the bleeding, and it went on and on and on. And I was in a hospital for 95 days and could not walk, could not move my hands, was unable to pretty much do anything. Long story short, again, I don't want to take up the whole program with this, I recovered, and I was able to come out of it. Um, I had seven surgeries and I was able to, um, they were able to stop the bleeding. And so it's been a year, I've relearned how to walk. I am able to move around, but I'm not, I'm a shell of what I was. And yes. uh, so, yeah, so that, that was my personal story and um, uh, that was all in the midst of, of we, were, we were doing this pilot movie. Uh, the target list, and it was coming out at the end of August, and so I, I when, it, when I woke up, I didn't I didn't even know what that was. That's how that's how gone I was. Oh well. But what I learned when I <laughs> when I regained my faculties is that they had sold the movie, and um, they were going to make the full full feature movie, and so the, the target wow. list which it has already been filmed and it's in post production and it is not a documentary it is a it's a fictional story and okay. it's about a yeah it's about a team of scientists that create this instrument that is able to heal the body it heals cancers through radio frequencies not the use of drugs or surgery and the team of scientists become placed in the crosshairs of big pharma. They hire assassins to come out and take them out. And that's what the story is about. And actually, I saw the movie. It's, a, it's almost a two-hour movie. And it's, it won't be finished until, it's not going to come out until the, probably the spring of 2023. But it is fantastic what they did with it. Wow. And uh, very excited to see that come out and yeah. share that with the public. But uh, that's that's what happened to me. Now I don't don't believe that I had COVID. Okay, uh, I I I was I tested false positive with a PCR test for COVID. Yeah. But uh, I believe that um, I believe that I was I was attacked. I I really do. Yes. And I believe that um, there's there are things that they can do um, that can simulate that can simulate the symptoms of upper respiratory infections. And, and yes. I think that some of, these, some of these things are done electronically, and I think some of them are done chemically. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not going to speculate on the delivery as to how this was done, but this is, this is my belief.
1: Yeah. Well, oh. you know, strangely, uh, here about six weeks ago, I have chronic bronchitis and asthma. I've had it all my life and severe allergies. And um, something got me. And you talk about not being able to move your legs, this weakness, this, you know, loss of motor control. Um, I couldn't breathe. It, it Same with me. It was attacking my respiratory system, whatever it was. And so my son finally, through a fit, took me to the hospital, to the emergency room. The first doctor I had because I went twice The first doctor I had there was a very nice man and they wanted me to stay for overnight and I said no and he said can I ask why not I said because at my age this is a dangerous dangerous place for me to be I said my chances of coming out of here in anything but a body bag or about nil and none well about five days later I'm back in the emergency room the breathing problems had gotten worse and I felt like I was suffocating and um this time i get a real jerk of a doctor and uh the first thing he said well we're going to swab you for covid i said no you're not i said don't start that phony covid stuff on me and you know the thing is dr reiser uh the pcr test that you mentioned the man that invented that said it can't detect viruses it, it that isn't what it's That's for so the, he died two days after doing that youtube on that this strange incidents. But it isn't so. And early on in this, the CDC admitted that almost a million people had tested positive COVID using this test that never had it. But we rolled on anyway. And um, but so go back to this hospital thing. They are trying everything. And all I want is out of there. Um, When I put that doctor on notice that he wasn't doing that to me, that COVID test. Uh, It was about 45 minutes later, what looked like a lab worker, maybe a nurse, came in. And down at her side, she's cupping this big, long swab and a vial that I know damn well is a vaccine. And I said, what's that swab for? And she says, oh, we're going to swab you for uh, influenza A. I said, no, you're not. And I said, "Uh, here's the deal on that. The CDC and nobody else in the country is collecting flu stats. It's all being relabeled. COVID, And I said, chronic bronchitis, you don't have chronic bronchitis. You have COVID bronchitis. Chronic asthma, you don't have chronic asthma. You have COVID asthma. And I said, stub your toe, you got COVID toes. Everything that can be tagged and labeled with this phrase, this word, they're doing. So, of course, the battle was on with me um, because you're not doing this to me. Uh, I finally started recovering. I'm still not all the way there, but I know what you're talking about, this um, confusion, uh, this weakness, overall body weakness, uh, the respiratory issues, whatever it is, and I agree, Dr. Reiser, whatever it is, it could be directed energy weapons, it could be something they are spraying us with, it could be something that's delivered in the water system, but something we are being attacked, in my opinion, with something that is making many of us quite ill and killing a fair number of us. Um,
2: most certainly, most I, certainly. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say. I, I'm going to. I'm going to just run down real, real quick what my ideas are because I, I, I think that, I think that I figured it out quite a while ago, and I'm not. I'm not trying to put myself off as <laughs> some kind of a, you know, know it all. I think there's a lot of people that are have similar credentials to me that have figured out yes. what is going on. And uh, I had a pretty good idea early on. I would say probably by February, March of 2020, I knew what they were doing. Um, I I hesitated to put, I, I did write a lot about it on my website back then and uh, even published the novella that I, that I had written called Plandemic back then. But, let me just go through a few things. You know, if you want to create, and, and you're right, they, they are they are making people ill through several probably different technologies. And and right. I would not, I would venture to say that one of them is direct energy weapons. There's there's no doubt about yes. it. I think a lot of people have loss of sensory, like as far as taste and smell, and yep. um, those are. Cranial nerves, and I and I think that comes from electromagnetic radiation. I think they burn the cranial nerves, and I think that viruses don't do that. Um, I've had viral infections or bacterial infections, or some people don't believe there are viruses, whatever you want to call them. I'm not going to get into that 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 part of it right now. I have my own theories about it, but we've all had common colds. We've all had upper respiratory infections where you lost sense of smell and taste momentarily, but to this day, I have, I have the, there's different altered sensory perception of, of smell for me and taste, and I think it has to do with um, cranial nerve uh, damage.
0: Okay. And
2: I also, my eyes burn sometimes, um, which would yes. be, you know, the, the different cranial nerves have different effects. But, but anyhow, here's what I think they're doing. I think that the, the first thing you do if you want to create the perfect PSYOP is you announce the discovery of a mystery illness. in a a particular location of the world. And you want to make sure that it causes similar symptoms in people uh, that are are already found in already established diseases or known diseases. And then you want to provide massive amounts of media coverage around the clock about this new illness. You want to broadcast it. You want people to become cognizant that it's there. And you create a narrative that the medical experts, they're baffled by the presence of this new illness. They, they don't understand what it is. So already you've established a mystery. And then you report that this novel disease is spreading to areas and it can't be contained. It's, it may be regions at first and then individual countries get it and it starts going all over the place. And then you add to the narrative that a few scientists, they've isolated a few genetic or genomic sequences of this new pathogen and that they look similar to already known microbial troublemakers. And uh, so, so pretty soon you, you create a distinct genomic signature of the new disease by feeding the data into a supercomputer. And you, right. you, create, you create a signature based on a few common genetic materials that a bunch of people agree on in the mainstream that is this virus. And you throw it into a computer, and the computer spits out, spits out this genomic sequence, and then they publish that genomic sequence in science journals, and they pretend that the sequence was isolated entirely from a live patient, which it was not. It's a computer genetic it's – it's a computer right. makeup. So then you create a lab tool from existing PCR technology that's been around for decades. Uh, Dr. Dr. Kyrie Mollis is the inventor of the PCR technology that can identify common genetic materials in all humans and you make sure the reported results are amplified. They amplify these tests to such a ridiculously high level that a high percentage of people come back false positive. You can make one out of a thousand people look positive. You can make 500 people out of 1,000 people, or you can make everyone look positive depending on how many cycles you amplify the results. Then once you have the test in place, you mass produce the diagnostic tests and the antigen tests that come from a very similar technology base all around the world. You keep reporting through the mainstream media that more and more people are getting the disease. It's spreading. You have the health regulatory agencies announced that a reliable test is now available and testing centers and it's free and people should get tested to be safe so this is the key this is the key and the whole illusion is that you build fake case numbers by the millions right. courtesy of the rig, the rig lab tests, and you create the illusion that multiple epidemics have begun worldwide and once you have multiple epidemics worldwide you can announce a pandemic that's what a pandemic yeah. is. It's multiple epidemics. You have the World Health Organization declare a global pandemic so that they can introduce emergency use authorizations and they can be implemented in every country on the planet. And once you do that, you're able to roll out experimental vaccines that were designed way in advance before any of this stuff was announced to weaken human immunity, sterilize, sterilize large segments of the population and murder others. And by calling out and by calling out these emergency use authorizations (laughs) that's a tongue twister, emergency use authorizations, you're holding harmless all the vaccine makers, all the medical facilities and any affiliated medical personnel from legal consequences that stem from injuries and deaths directly caused by the products, the vaccines. You create and release several false narratives that claim the virus escaped or was released by a gain-of-function laboratory in some hostile foreign country. That's a bunch of baloney. Poison people, in the meantime, you poison people in select locations worldwide, either through electronic or biological technologies that can simulate what people have been taught are airborne pathogenic diseases. And under no circumstances, Marty, under no circumstances whatsoever, do you ever admit publicly that the pathogen and it's related disease variants are non existent entities. They don't yep. exist. And that's <laughs> yeah, the
1: I uh Yeah, and one of the things I have noted several times and people have said, Oh it's terrible and you're you're doing a disservice by, you know, not helping to, you know, make people safe and I said, If this was truly what they say it is, we have a massive and growing homeless population in this country. I always use Los Angeles as a prime example fifty nine thousand homeless people in the middle of Los Angeles, and yet somehow the pandemic didn't hit them now you'd think these people who are short in food and clean water and sanitary conditions and whatever else we take as a necessity would have been the first to succumb, but they didn't, and they still haven't and so you know and this and like I say all of this fudging everything you're talking about and what I said about them relabeling relabeling um it's it's covid covid bronchitis covid arthro, or, or asthma and <coughs> this isn't <it's> something <coughs> something I feel like it, something attacked my body and whatever it was yes. it was vicious and um Yeah I I agree uh, with you 100% yeah, and I just don't understand, um, and all of the symptoms that they claim are COVID are common, ordinary symptoms of colds and flu and pneumonia and bronchitis and all of that, but now we bring, we whip up this hysteria, and um, people are running, running to get this vaccine, and we've got 40,000 of them dead now, according to the various report, and they're after the kids. Uh, that just turns my stomach so bad. Uh, but they're after the
2: I, I think that Go they're ahead. after everyone, and I, and I'll and I'll tell oh, you, yes. you know, when you you look at the Vera's reports, and um, I apologize if my mic is too loud. Uh, am I coming in okay? No, it um, You're just okay. fine. I, I think when you look at the Vera's reports, you have to understand that. There is such an under-reporting error in there. Mm-hmm. Um, some some people have said that it's up as high as 99 percent, uh, uh-huh. you know, underreported. So you know there, there's there's probably I, I would say that there's millions of people that have died already from yes. the COVID vaccines. And and then of right. course when you're talking about when you're talking about deaths from these vaccines, you're talking about you know, immediate deaths, and then you're talking about long-term things that come because, you know, there will be a certain amount of people that will die right after they take the vaccine. They call it sudden adult death syndrome, you know, or not really sudden adult. That's what people are dropping dead uh, more and more, they say, every day. That's not funny, but, I mean, they they put these acronyms in there. But then you have people that are going to develop, you know, problems, systemic problems, cancers. They're going to develop, you know, um, clotting problems with the blood yes. they're going to they're going to stroke out have heart attacks and it's such a sad thing because you know i i believe from what i've studied and looked at statistics of of things that are going on that when they when they rolled these vaccines out they obviously didn't put everything the same recipe in every vaccine because they need to have right. plausible Deniability. So, Deniability. so some of these yeah, exactly. Some of these products were undoubtedly they were placebos. They did absolutely nothing, and some of them probably were, were you know, things that would sterilize men and women. I'm, I'm sure the sterilization yeah. recipe is in there as well. But some of them definitely were kill shots. Some of them, some of them just they kill people and so what you do is now you you have people that are used to taking these vaccines and they're going to roll out these they're going to they're going to roll out variants every year they're going to keep on saying that there are variants because they got people on this treadmill now and they're 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 ready it's like a calendar it's like it's a holiday it's like you know covid's coming it's the fall you know covid's coming or or just like they do with the flu so people are going to take these vaccines and i 'm telling you that the, the the level of placebos are going to go down because yeah. they've got people so so the goal here you know a lot of people say, "Well, this is going to be it, everyone 's going to take this shot, and they 're going to die." The goal here, I think, is to extend this out for years they want to they 're yeah. going to do this very gradually, but it's going to be significant, and it already has been significant. And we, we said and I said and other people like me have said prior to these vaccines even rolling out that there were going to be a lot of people that were going to get ill and lose their lives. And that's, that's yes. what has happened. And I think that you're going to see this continue and continue. This is a global vaccine genocide. The goal yes. all along from day one was to get these vaccines into the public. They didn't, they didn't design these vaccines in 2020 and release them in 2021. These vaccines were, were made way in advance. They were waiting in the wings. They, yeah. and, and you know that because anyone that knows anything about um, virology and infectious diseases and, and, and how they develop vaccines, it takes a long time to develop mm-hmm. the vaccines. Um, so these were these were waiting in the wings and do you think that they just, do you think that they just were waiting for the perfect recluse virus to escape a lab or something to come out of nature? Of course not. It, it's, it's a lot easier to poison people than it is to infect them with microbes because people have very right. robust immune systems. Mm-hmm. So. You can tell that it's not a real virus because if it were a real virus, you wouldn't need a phony PCR test result to get the numbers. You would actually have you would actually, and if, listen, if they had a real virus that naturally came about or was released in the environment, do you really think <laughs> that the people that are running the world would provide a vaccine to stop it? I mean, it, no. it's incredible, but you know, of course not. Yeah. Uh, so so you're, looking at, you're looking at something that was that was made, okay? And I, now I'm talking yeah. about not the virus being made, I'm talking about the the scenario, the narrative. If the people that, the the controlling powers, the powers that be, they don't want to, even if they could do this, and I don't believe they could, even if they could take a virus you modify it, and release it into the atmosphere to do this so they could get people to take a vaccine, as soon as you release something into the atmosphere like this, you lose control. You lose control of the situation. You don't know what this thing is going to do. But If you create something that's fake and make it look like on paper that it's real, it's very controllable. And the only way to do what they want to do is directly inject it into people. That's the best way to make people ill is to alter and attack their immune system. You attack the immune system and then everything happens.
1: Yeah. One of the other um, things that occurred that I found really odd, was one of uh, my, my right leg, and I've heard this from many people. <clears throat> my right leg swelled in my foot, and it's still swollen. And they checked it for blood clots; there weren't any blood clots. And um, but it, it, why that swelling? And I've heard from many people either both or most particularly the right leg. Now I think there's something there, but I'm just not sure what. And um, but it uh, is quite painful. And but. You know this has been outed, Doctor Reiser, so much, and we have seen every effort to shut people up. We've we've had doctors, you know, lose their license. Um, they've been trashed on social media. Uh, they they do all kinds of things to to get them to shut up because you might listen to them. And I think people have come to the conclusion that what all we've been told and all of this happy ass stuff going on. There's, there's no story there. This has been set upon us. Um, I don't know. I had a person who works with directed energy weapons who's reporting on it said these clusters of these so-called COVID cases you'll find are in close proximity to a 5G tower, if not two of them, and that the EMF radiation off of those towers is absolutely severely damaging. And they know this. 5G is not so you can upload YouTube faster. You could do that at 2G. That was more power than you could ever use anyway. 5G is a retrofitted military weapon, just like smart meters. Uh, that one Army colonel testified in front of the Senate. I watched the hearing, and he said with a smart meter, and he talked about it being a retrofitted weapon, He said, we can target you in your house. He said, it can be mild. It can be severe. He said, we can do everything from making you, you know, fuzzy headed and, you know, uh, feeling like you're going to pass out all the way up to causing blood to squirt from every orifice of your body. And it's just how you want to do this. And he said, we can shut you down, the streets you live on down, or we can shut down the whole city or state. And he said, these are not so you get better power. These are not so that you get, you know, uh, coverage that the storms come in, they're bad, 5G will take care. It's not so you have more uh, Internet oomph or anything else. This is a weapon, and it's installed on your house. And I think there is probably a correlation between these meters and people who fell seriously ill. And... uh, you know and people like you and me that are out there talking and have a public presence i think we're a target i truly do and you know people say oh well you're not that big no we're not but we make a difference they can't have that and so I if totally any of you out you. there yeah if you're if anybody out there listening and we've got a full house here if you have swelling of the legs one or both most particularly the right i want to hear from you uh, because there's something, there's a link there somewhere. Um, I, I don't know what it is, Doctor Reiser, but there's something there, and um, that what they're doing to us is causing this. And um, I, I don't know. You're right about the sterilization. Uh, oh gosh, the HIV well, you know, you're, or not you're, HIV? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Marty what, what I was always going to say is you know there's two different things going on well there's no more than two different things going on but there's there's the vaccines obviously they're are they're, ones, they're out they're going to take out people i mean that's that's what the design mm-hmm. is but we want to talk about before the vaccines and and what was making what was making people sick um, there's yes. something that was definitely making people sick. Now I will I will also say this that once they got the ball rolling, it's hysteria. Like you say, it's mass hysteria. So anytime someone gets yep. a cold, someone gets bronchitis, yep. it's it's you know that that happens too. But I do believe yep. that in certain locations there were there were some type of technologies employed. Uh, direct energy weapons uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit because those types yeah. of, of electromagnetic radiation can inflame the lung tissue, can make you can shut you yep. down, can can make you have pneumonia. Um, there are yeah. things that they can do that are they're not even those technologies are not even in the public domain, but they exist. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, a lot of people a lot of people don't believe that because people unfortunately their their understanding of the world is limited to what they they see on the mainstream media programs. A yeah. little 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 clue to the audience is that the technologies that the powers that be and the countries brag about having are usually not real. It's the it's the right. technologies that they don't talk about that are the that, that are very dangerous and real. A yeah. lot of the things you see that we that you see advertised, you know the the, the weapons of mass destruct, destruction, and a lot of those things, the, the real popular ones, I, I don't even believe they're they're real,
1: but right. it's
2: the things that a lot of these technologies that are they're not even rolled out for our understanding. They have these technologies, so they do yeah. that, and and the, the, you know the PSYOP by the psyop by design is to make people believe that something serious is going on so that it will right. convince millions and billions of people to do something. We're taking, right. we're taking an experimental drug, an experimental vaccine that, I, I use the word experimental jokingly because it's not really yeah. experimental. It was tested very well in a lab and they knew exactly what it was going to do, <laughs> but yeah. experimental yeah. vaccine. And everybody on the entire planet is taking it at the same time. It's a dangerous way to practice medicine, even if it was on the up and up because you don't know what the results are going to be. They're transforming the human genome into something that is not sustainable. It's something that is going to create death prematurely in many human beings. And it's going to prevent or preclude people from reproducing to a point where they can trim the population to whatever they think the population should be. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. But you're right, there's no doubt there's no doubt in my mind because I know in my own particular area where I where I was where I'm living that at the time that I got this illness we had one of the highest incidences of these diseases, these, these symptoms in in the whole state, so it wouldn't surprise me if they can geographically in a region target certain areas, and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they can do individual people. You know, yeah. uh, I I think they can do that. I I think that technology exists. Yes. And um, yes, I do too. So. Yeah.
1: Well, the former CEO of Pfizer, uh, who resigned, uh, came out and said. <laughs> about it wasn't a vaccine, they just called it yet to get the protection, and that um basically uh what this did was it installed what appeared to be an operating system in you. you know he said kind of like what's in your computer well, that's why I got a computer I don't want an operating system. Another strange thing <laughs> I saw happens you know well um, the the is the histamine level mine was off the chart. Absolutely, in fact, one doctor called me, I saw so many of them, and wanted to know if I was okay, and she told me, she said, your histamine levels are so high, we've been afraid you would go into shock, and I've heard this from other people, (coughs) excuse me, this histamine level, just unbelievable, and then when you take the CDC, which I think needs to, at the very least, go into receivership, you take the CDC, and they were saying, oh, you know, the hospitals are overloaded with the unvaccinated. When it turned out, just the opposite was true. It was mostly hospitals started reporting. Most of the people we've admitted got vaccinated. So the CDC, to cover its tracks, came out and said, if you got, and this is particularly if you died, if you were vaccinated within 14 days before your death, you're counted as an unvaccinated. Say, What? And when this thing showed up here in the States, um, simultaneously almost, out in Oregon, Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., and Houston, cases just appeared. And uh, this tells me that this was a planned event. And whatever this is, whatever it is, it's going to do so much damage, John, that, you know, you'd probably be better off if you did die. But like I say, if you, any of you are suffering from swollen legs, uh, outrageous histamine levels, uh, d- massive trouble with your respiratory system, um, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a it's a very it's a very difficult thing to go through a debilitating illness, and a lot of people suffer with um, you know autoimmune disorders and and problems that are. They're, they're chronic. They're just cr- the chronicity of these things are um, are unbearable and uh, an arduous thing to, to deal with every day. But I will I will say this: um, I believe that, and this is long before COVID, that most of the autoimmune disorders that people suffer with in life um, are, are vaccine related. They have yes. they have they have used vaccines to destroy immunity under the guise that it makes you um, better prepared to handle these diseases. I understand this as well, Marty, and I think a lot of people don't understand this. Viruses and bacterial infections are diagnosed, for the most part, by PCR tests. They have been for decades. So all of your childhood diseases, all of these other Things like AIDS, HIV or AIDS, um, MERS, Zika, Ebola—all of these viruses are tested and confirmed as positive in human beings through PCR technology or antigen testing that's similar to to that technology. Um, the the PCR testing was designed to in a laboratory situation so you could identify certain genetic components and you could over-amplify them so you could confirm their presence. That's what the PCR technology was designed to do. The PCR technology was not designed to be used in a clinical setting to take small amounts of viral load or quote viral load and over amplify them so that you can confirm the diagnosis of a disease in a person. That, that is just not what this thing was designed to do. And the doctor that, that, that designed it, Carrie Mullis, he's the one that came out on the record and said this. He said that these PCR yeah. tests are, the, the technology is wonderful. It depends what you're using the technology <clears throat> for. But to use it as a clinical diagnostic tool to determine if a virus is present is is fraud? It's scientific fraud, yep. and that's what they've been doing for years. And COVID is not the first thing that they've done it with. They've been faking viral infections for years, padding numbers with flu yep. and influenza, and doing it. So this is this is a technology. They know how to do this now. Right now, everyone's talking about the monkeypox. The monkeypox is the oh, okay. you know the next psyop. That that's how. Yeah. Con- what does it confirm? What? Do, how do you confirm it? It's confirmed by a PCR test. Okay. So so you can. You can It is. You can make all of these viruses seem very, very uh, threatening looking, or you can roll them back depending on how you amplify the results. For example, if you roll out the vaccines and you want to make the vaccines look like it's working – you can lower the test level amplification, and then you you can make one out of a hundred people look like they're positive so you can You can fudge these things in a controlled manner just by altering the results of the diagnostic tests and right. there's, there's a lot of money being made with these diagnostic tests. The other thing is this: the ingenious plan of this whole thing by these psychopaths <laughs> is that they, they called, they, they used the emergency use authorizations. And so any time, uh-huh. any reason whatsoever is diagnosed with COVID, not only does it pad the statistics for the, for the controlling power so they can roll out more vaccines, but it creates a situation where hospitals and hospital corporations cannot be sued, either can the right. vaccine makers, because you cannot sue anyone if you were diagnosed with having COVID, whether there's malpractice wow. or not, medical malpractice, because it protects them. It, it creates a legal umbrella and protects them. So they, who wouldn't want to, if you're in the hospital, who wouldn't want to reduce their risk by saying, let's, let's, hey, they're going to pay us more to diagnose these things. Yeah. We're going to be protected. So they're going to do it. So the, the motivating factor, of course, is money, but it's how you control big corporations and you get, this whole, you get this whole pandemic thing implemented. Right. And so the pandemic is actually the greatest thing. And the Pharmaceutical companies are all going to making vaccines. They don't want to make the other drugs. They want to go to the vaccines because the vaccines to begin with are given special consideration. If people are sued with licensable or FDA-approved vaccines, they can only collect $250,000 maximum in a kangaroo right. vaccine court. But if, right. you're, if you're rolling out, out EUA-issued vaccines or EUA-authorized vaccines that are not approved, they're authorized, you can't sue anything. You can't sue the drug maker, the vaccine maker, you can't sue the doctors, you can't sue the hospital corporations, complete immunity from any kind of legal suits. So this is the ingeniousness or the ingenuity of, of what's going on here. And you have people that are... For example, a lot of people think that the COVID vaccine was approved by the FDA. There's one vaccine, I believe, that was approved. It's called Comunarity. And Comunarity was approved... And the company, I think it's either Pfizer or Merck, I'm not sure which one it is, whoever had that one approved, they refuse to put it on the market. You can't get that vaccine because they will not put FDA-approved vaccine out there during this pandemic because it opens them up to liability. They'll only run the authorized ones through the EUAs, the experimental ones. And that's going to protect wow. them. And that's, they know that the result, they know what's going to happen. This was this was planned. Yeah. It's a Holocaust. It's a global Holocaust. Yes,
1: yes it is. Um, and I think that steadily started to settle in on people. It ain't just us. It ain't just here.
0: They're doing no. this
1: everywhere. Um, when this first showed up, I remember Italy being highlighted. I can't remember how many thousands of people supposedly died of COVID. But Later on, they issued a retraction on those statistics and said most of the people who passed away were quite elderly. They had other medical conditions, and they just labeled it COVID. And um, but we're seeing this happen everywhere. When this first showed up out in Oregon, not too far from Bill Gates' plantation, uh, it was showed up in a nursing home. And they went in there going to save everybody, and vaccinated everybody and thirty six people died. Yes. They came back and said they couldn't um they couldn't trim this down because they couldn't find nobody had been out of the country or exposed to anybody who'd been out of the country and uh, so they don't didn't know how this got there and About two weeks later, they came out and said, "Um we identified patient zero, and we know where this started, but they never said who that was or how." Uh, Just this one comment, and then you saw in the early onset of this, they went into the nursing homes and forcibly vaccinated the elderly, and I keep telling people the only people that are dying, for the most part, are in nursing homes and the hospital, and and now you'd think that if this was what they claim it is, people would be dropping in the street, but it's not happening, it's not happening, and, um, but it's just, I, I don't know, Dr. Reiser, I think we're, I think we're sunk. I know there's a lot of us out there blowing the whistle on this, but how far we get with this, I don't know. And um, uh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, yeah. nut to crack. This has been yeah. this has been a long time, and the, the, the problem yeah. that you're dealing with here is, in order to change something like this, you have to have. The cooperation of a lot of people um, we, yes we you know the, the the perception reality of the situation or is the perception of the situation and the the I, I always call them the controlling powers that the people or the whatever's running the the show and I don't mean our government these sovereign governments right. are they're managers. They are managers yeah. for a world government that's hidden and yes. calling the shots. Because this is not, you know, people in America. We, we are sometimes we're full of ourselves. We think that this is something that's being caused by the Democrats or the Republicans or someone else. Uh-huh. And this is not an American problem. This is a global right. or a worldwide yes. problem. Every country yes. in the world was was asked to 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 flatten the curve, to wear a mask. Yeah scenes to you know to sequester themselves so this is a world world happening and you have so many people in the world that believe the narrative to this day they are they're just they can't help it because culturally they've grown up um you know they've grown up fearing viruses they've grown up fearing fearing um sickness and illness and if you yes. want to scare somebody you just put on a hazmat suit and you tell them that there's a yes. virus that's loose they've watched enough yes. netflix and enough hbo and whatever it else is <laughs> hulu to to, 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 yes. to run for the hills because so this was the perfect psyop script yes. at this time in history because we were primed for this yes. we were primed for it and so it's very yes. difficult even after two plus years going on and knowing that you know there's people that are that study microbiology there're people that are healthcare professionals that know <laughs> there's no way that this narrative can be the way they're yes. saying it but yet but yes. yet the mainstream doctors that are bought off they're still saying and peddling the same lies that you yes. know this is a this is a virus that's breaking off into variants and it's going to come back stronger it's just not the way microbiology works but People aren't going to believe me or others or yourself. They're not going to believe that because, first of all, you don't even get a platform compared to, you know, our platforms are small. They're important. We do make a difference because there are people out there that listen and that understand and can critically think. But the vast majority of society in any country, their idea of reality is whatever the news companies tell them. Yes. Yes. And that's what's going on. And so it is. It's a yeah. hard thing. I, I and I said I said to one of my um one of my friends the other day I said, "Listen, if you want to stop the spread of COVID, turn off the television." Yeah. Because that's there the you way go. you would. that's that's the way you would stop the spread of this stuff because the yeah. the infectious part of it is the media. That's what they're doing. Yes. You know.
1: Well, and the thing but, is, John, um you know, this whole thing, because it is a put-up deal, and every time they come out with a new vaccine or they're going to try another, then we get these so-called variants. Um, and this is the – I want to know how you get a variant, identify a variant, when you never identified the original virus to begin with.
2: How, exactly. how do you say well, – exactly.
1: it. You know – this doesn't make a sense. Variant
2: is a, vari- a variant is a variation of the original thing. The original thing yes. never existed. You right. know, and, and I don't know if I said this before. Okay. So, so from day one, from day one of, the, of, the, of the pandemic, when they announced that there was this virus, real scientists in the world, real scientists in the world, asked the health regulatory agencies globally or worldwide right to produce the viral sample the viral isolate that was isolated in a laboratory or isolated from a patient that was infected in totality right. extract it and and they have not done this they have no. not provided the viral isolate what they have provided is the genomic sequence that was computer modeled so right. so what that means what that means in scientific terms is it doesn't exist it doesn't exist. Right, there you go. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't exist, how can you have <laughs> variations of something?
1: Yes. So there you the go. I keep asking don't,
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. people don't care, though, because people here on the news, they'll name something B1H5 or T347. And all people, they, that's all they lock onto. They're, they make this stuff up as they go. They just make it yeah. up. And there's so much wow. fraud going on in science right now, and not just in medicine, in science in general, there's fraud going on. There always has been. And they they come up with these incredible, incredible stories. And people are, you know, people, they have their science hats on and they say, well, this is, it's it's science. We have to follow science. If you want to follow science, follow it. Ask them to produce the viral signature out of someone that that had the disease and don't don't run it through a computer, isolate it because right. that should be reproducible yes. over and over again, and it's yes. not.
1: Right. Listen, we got about three minutes left here. Um, okay. This isn't. I don't know how much longer this is going to hold. Um, so we're going to cut this short, but I want to get you back on and do a part two on this, and because uh, I think there's a lot Anytime. more here to talk about. And uh, so let me look at how tomorrow looks. And if you're available, we'll we'll do it then, and uh, and hopefully try I you. can get things straightened out. Okay, good. Uh, everybody that tuned yeah, in, I'm thank available. you very much. Um, I, you know, sorry to cut this show short, but I'm not much on technical difficulties, <laughs> as you all know, and um, I'll try to get things straightened by tomorrow. Uh, Dr. Reiser, thank you for coming on, and uh, everybody, if you got any questions, send them along. Let me know. And we will be back next week with our regular shows. But tomorrow night we're going to be back with Dr. Reiser, and we're going to continue this conversation. And because I think it's important, and I hope you're listening. And I would advise you also to download it, this episode, because I have no doubt they're going to try and take this down. And uh, I think that's what was coming on tonight. Why? Why I had such? Why Skype got wiped out, and is uh, having difficulty getting getting into my own show. But we'll keep going as long as we can. And uh, Dr. Reiser, thank you. Everybody that tuned in, thank you. And we will be back tomorrow night. Good night, everyone.
2: Thank you, very much. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah.